0: We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Auggie's Locker Room. Auggie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Auggies is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rockney items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. Augie lockerroom.com or call 574-277-NDND.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to the blueandgold.com Dame Show. I am Ashton Pollard, your host, and I'm here as always with Mike Singer and Tim Hyde. How are we doing everyone?
2: Good evening.
0: Hey, doing good. good. Yep.
1: Good, perfect. Um, before we start again obviously thanks for joining us I want to go ahead and plug our one dollar deal that we still have going on um, it's our site move deal but we're still doing it uh, several months into this so you want to get it now because it will not be around forever uh, and you're definitely going to regret this this fall when you or well actually I don't know how long it's going but you're gonna regret it whenever it goes away I knew that for sure um, yeah so one dollar you get all of our all of our sports coverage all of our recruiting updates access to our message boards where we put a lot of the scoop that we get uh, before we release it out to the public, so definitely one of the best deals ever. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, go ahead and hit that thumbs up, um, leave us a comment if you're listening back uh, via podcast, leave us a review, um, and yeah, thanks for joining us. Before we before we start, we have a really recruiting-heavy episode today, but want to start with our two typical segments, so Tim, what are you drinking? <laughs> Stop
2: uh always a beer when talking notre dame football so cheers to everyone out there
0: there you go mike um i had too many beers over the weekend and uh and and, uh, two tigers i opened up the single malt um and um yeah that that got me right so we're, we're we're taking it easy with the with with a sprite so i think this is like six weeks in a row i wonder if there's like anyone gambling out there like we're a bunch of degenerates like gambling is mike singer going to have alcohol on the show tonight Um, i
1: hope that people have other hobbies than gambling on whether or not you're going to drink on this show
0: hey you never know Uh, um you never know (laughs) yeah
1: that's fair um i'm drinking i'm actually drinking this time which is different from the last couple times I'm drinking rose because it's 65 degrees and anytime it's over 60 degrees that's federally required on my part so um anyways yeah so like I said we have a really recruiting heavy episode because it is June and that's kind of the big thing going on but we'll we'll start with our best thing that we saw this week we're doing this segment every week and it's something related to uh Notre Dame athletics it can be Strictly related to football, it can be tangentially related to football or kind of anything else, I guess. It's, it's very open-ended, but uh, Tim, we'll, we'll start with you. What was the best thing you saw this week related to Notre Dame?
2: Well, I mean, great news, I mean, just a few hours ago, Stefan Tewitt. I know it's, you know, he's retiring and he's not going to be able to play anymore, but I, you know, I look at that as a heck of a career. The guy played three outstanding football seasons for Notre Dame, second round draft choice. And obviously had a stellar career with the Steelers, just got his degree recently as well. And, you know, cheers to Stefan for uh, hanging it up. He's going to go spend time with the family, raise the kids and uh, enjoy the rest of his life because he earned it. He had a heck of a career with uh, Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, I was writing our kind of breaking news article on that today and I forgot just how influential he's been in the NFL year after year after year. I know last year he didn't play um, because of his brother passing and he had an injury. But before that, I mean, he was a mainstay on that Steelers defensive line and arguably one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. So, um I'll go next, Mike, if you wanna go ahead and pull up the video. So I went with, if any of you are on Twitter and saw this last night, Al Washington, the Notre Dame defensive line coach, posted a video of him playing with his son. Um, his name is his name is Michael, I don't know exactly how old he is, but he looks about, I don't know, five, six-ish. Um, and yeah, so it says, young Mike asked for a quick session before Pete the Cat in bedtime. He said, it's time to craft. You know, we always make that time so pete the cat i had to look this up is a children's book series i sent a text to my mom and she was like how do you not know what pete the cat is and i was like i'm sorry like what do you think i'm doing with my time but um hung out on that website for a while and like, i don't know if you want to go ahead and play it basically it's just it's just him kind of hanging out with his son doing some of the quote drills i guess that defensive linemen do that that strip drill if it'll play One, Mike, there
2: we go oh get out oh Ass
1: is best one. This time I want you to hit as hard as you can. Quick. Hit hey, quick. Nice. Quick. That's pretty good hips. So, there you go. Yeah, short, sweet, um, looking forward to this kid playing Notre Dame football in 12-ish years again. I don't know exactly how old he is, I Definitely guess, but,
0: sweet. It's definitely sweet.
1: Yeah, it was it was adorable. So, um, Mike, last but not least, what do you got?
0: I, I think mine will – you guys know me; I don't really prepare, you know, for what We I do know that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Memorial Day. It was just it's just a fantastic weekend, you know. Just, um, you know, thinking of, uh, you know, those in my own family, um, who, who passed um, in, in, in service, and um, just it was just a good weekend remembering those folks, and um, you know, just you know, paying tribute to to uh, our fallen figures in our country um, who lost their lives in battle.
1: Yes, no, ab- absolutely, and we obviously hope everyone else had, I'm hesitant to say a happy Memorial Day weekend because it's not really a happy occasion, but a, a nice one that you were able to spend with your family or doing doing something that you enjoy because of people that fight on our behalf. So on that note, we will move into the recruiting stuff for this week. So we thought that because it's June and it's official visit season, um, and I guess unofficial visit season too, but um we thought that we would go kind of position by position in the 2023 class, do exclusively recruiting, talk about who's committed in each position group, who's still on the board, who's a priority, etc. Um, just a little brief primer, I guess, if, if you're new to Notre Dame football recruiting, they currently have the number one class in the country per the on three consensus football team recruiting rankings, um, that top five is rounded out by USC at two, Alabama at three, Georgia at four, and Tennessee at five. Um, obviously, it's it's still early, so expect that to change, but that's kind of the current landscape. And then of those top five, at least, Notre Dame has the most commits. Uh, they have 13, so they have a five-star in Keelan Keeley, who we'll get to in a second, 11 four-stars, and then a three-star so we're going to start on the defensive side of the ball, and we've um, combined some of the position groups here for the sake of time since we don't want to be on air for seven hours going through every single one. So we'll start. We combine kind of the defensive line and, and edge. So on three, basically, and Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but on three, defensive line is interior defensive line, and then edge is kind of your your defensive end um, type of pass rusher, I guess. So this, I think, is the is the group that we're most sure about right now there are four commits in it. There's Kian Kelly, like I mentioned, the the five star, and then Devin Halston, uh Bubakar, Traore, and Brennan Vernon are the other three. Uh those three are four star recruits. Um all three are in the um the top 300. And there's still kind of one more on the board that I know we'll get to. So Jason Moore is the number 39 uh, player nationally in the class and then the number five defensive lineman. So Mike, I'll kind of let you start wherever you want, either with those those four commits or with Jason Moore or anybody else that is on your mind on this uh, in the, within this position group.
0: Yeah, my fan, my, like fan of my computer is like just going so loud right now because I have about 60 tabs open up on my second monitor um, with all of the different on three profiles for all of these recruits. So um, yeah, definitely a lot of guys to talk about. So I kind of wanted to just give like my uh, job title. I don't know who came up with recruiting insider. I mean, it makes me feel like I'm a little Adam Schefter, but uh, makes me feel cool. But I, I will kind of dish on the insider type of things. And then we got coach Tim Hyde. Um, to, to kind of give his thoughts, uh, you know, his, his analysis. That's what, why he gets paid the big bucks. So this one's pretty easy, guys. You got Keon Keeley, He's a five-star. He's big time. Brennan Vernon, after he camped at Notre Dame, um, he did the Irish Invasion last year. Notre Dame sources said, yeah, this guy's a first-round pick. That sounds pretty good. You got Devin Houston, um, you know, number 214 player in the country, number 28 defensive lineman. Pick the Ash over Michigan, Penn State, and others. You know, pretty good players. Brothers on the basketball team in Michigan. You know, he, kid's athletic. He's big. He can play. You got Bubakar Traori committed. I mean, they just hit all of their top guys here on the deep. I shouldn't say all. Most. I'm sure there's somebody out there that they would have really liked to have in this class as well. But, I mean, Houston, Traore, Vernon, Keeley. These were key targets for the staff. And uh, Jason Moore, who I know Tim Hyde likes a little bit. Tim, I I think you do. (laughs) The number thirty. Yeah. As Ashton mentioned, top 40 player nationally, number five defensive lineman. So um, Notre Dame's got those four committed. And it really just does seem like it's more or bust for the fifth spot. I think in ideal world, they would, you know, four was the number, but you can't, turn down one of these guys that they have on the board you are you know you're 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 taking all five of them if you can get all five and you see the recruiting prediction machine for our YouTube audience um i mean it has it, got Notre Dame at 91.5% which is rather bold but hey um you you, you have to like where Notre Dame's at um and, and i certainly do i've had a pr- prediction in for the Irish Landom for about 6 months 5 5 months actually so um yeah, Tim, I mean, we've talked about the defensive line at length. Could be one of the best uh, Irish defensive line groups in, in quite some time.
2: Oh, yes. I mean, without a doubt. That's uh, The key is, is finalizing this one with more, and this is going to be a, you know, a biggie, a biggie. obviously, with key. You know, you start looking at 23, 24, you start looking at the depth and, um, you know, where are these guys going to fit in, who are they replacing. Obviously, Notre Dame's going to lose three instant, really good football players off of this year's team with the Adamiola brothers and uh, Fosky gone and then there may be another one or two who knows especially interior with cross and Lacey you know because they still have eligibility to uh to burn down the road for Notre Dame so getting that fifth guy I know it's been talked about a whole bunch you know do they take a fifth but I was actually looking at the numbers earlier for the entire you know football team they start with 85 and I know you've looked at this as well Mike they could they could easily sign 25 25 is i i think is extremely doable because they have a lot a lot of uh guys in that senior fifth year senior that they could play with down the road if things don't pan out so getting a guy like more to finalize it you got some edge guys we've talked to a lot about where they fit in the type of front they may do the key with all these guys is versatility a lot of length and a lot of dudes that could play multiple positions once they figure out where
0: they're best at hey tim there's a comment k max says why does jason moore only have 20 offers i mean i'll be honest with you guys i don't really care if bowling green and toledo didn't offer him i mean he's got notre dame penn state ohio state michigan usc bama a and lsu oklahoma miami washington i mean i don't this this looks like more than 20 to me um I haven't counted them up, but yeah, he, if he doesn't have uh, 20, I'm I'm not too concerned about it.
2: Yeah, and sometimes those are a little, you know, who cares? You know, just like you said. I mean, there's some schools that Mississippi State knows we probably have no shot. Can he play at Mississippi State? Yeah. So, but they're not going to recruit him because they're not going to get him. So oh. that happens a heck of a lot in recruiting.
0: Well, if we, the better example for this is Bubakar Traore. Let's look at his offer list. He's,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, he's got five offers, that's it. And, you know, you look at his industry comparison page, um, consensus across that's the board, he was a top 225 player na- nationally. Two of the sites on three and 24-7 have his top 100 player. So, yeah, I mean, oh,
2: That's no, no, exactly. He's he's always been the interest one, but but people forget. I mean, he was committed to BC for like eighteen months. He's from Boston, so maybe some schools just maybe you know schools do call people. I've been around, I've had kids that have signed D one and just don't even take calls anymore. And sometimes that happens. That does happen a lot. And it's probably after a while he was like, yeah, I'll take a few more calls, especially with Elston going to Michigan, and then you know Notre Dame was always on him, but. Yeah, it's probably just a lot of schools down south just didn't waste their time with them. That happens a lot in recruiting. So sometimes with these numbers, like oh, you know, I was seventy-five offers for Keeley. You know, there's just some guys like they saying, <laughs> Utah. You, he could play at Utah State, but they're just not going to offer him. Okay, yeah. so just, just, just don't worry about that too much.
0: I've seen tons of three stars with fifty offers, and well, then you got five stars to ten. It's it's just it's just one of those things.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of looking at that Jason Moore offer list, I'm curious, like, who else do you want on that list? Kind of everyone. Like, I didn't realize anybody missing, but anyways. um, All right, we'll move back into the linebacker position, still focused on the defense. So Notre Dame has two commits, um, one of whom is, is Drake Bowen. He's kind of the face of this, at least the deep this defensive class, if not the entire class. If you're on Twitter, he's very active on Twitter, very active in recruiting um, the rest of his class. Um, so he, he's kind of the, one of the most recognizable faces. And then Preston Zinter is the other one out of the out of the Boston area. Um, and he, I believe, Mike, if I'm not mistaken, was originally listed as an athlete and then was moved or not moved, but I guess yep. they changed. Tagged to a linebacker so speaking of versatility he has it um so yeah I and mean, then kind of there are a few more on the board uh mike i don't know if you want to address any anyone specifically uh but i'll, I'll let you go ahead
0: yeah um covering this in in uh, lucky charms tonight as well at blue so you'll have to check that out but kind of the, the the short of it is notre dame's got the two commitments Zinter, who you know had, had some looks at tight end. Um, he looked, I mean, he looks really good on film, um, catching the, pa- catching the, um, passes, um, you know, H back tight end split out. Uh, but you know, Notre Dame taking him as a linebacker, Drake Bowen. Um, I know everyone loves the NIL thing. I mean, th- th- check that, that valuation out. 156 K on three, uh, valuation. Um, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you, you got two darn good backers. I'll let Tim touch on where, he feels those guys might play between Rover, Mike, and Will. Um, but it seems like there is one to technically or not technically two spots left. Got Samuel and Pemba, um, who has been in the news. I had an article on him at balloongold.com earlier today, so make sure you check that out. Um, he is um, listed as an athlete, and Notre Dame's kind of just. Recruiting him as an athlete, so essentially if Mpemba, my understanding is if Mpemba commits to Notre Dame, he wouldn't necessarily count towards the linebacker class. Um, so let's say Notre Dame gets a commitment for Jaden Osbury, for example, four-star uh, linebacker from uh, Brian Kelly's new backyard, and then Mpemba commits, Mpemba would not count towards the linebacker numbers, Mpemba would count towards the athlete numbers, um, so you got those two guys. We were going to talk about in Pemba, but we weren't going to dedicate an athlete section to two players. So, and Pemba would likely come in as a Rover, even though he's six three, two forty five, going into senior year, Notre Dame, looking at him to play that spot. And then last, but certainly not least here at linebacker, Jordan hall, a teammate of Pemba down at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida and um, Pemba from St. Louis hall from uh, Virginia. Um, and uh, Hall will be officially visiting Notre Dame in the middle of June. So where Hall kind of fits into the board again, we'll have more on that at blueandgold.com, so make sure you check that out. But again, it does seem like Notre Dame will land. My guess right now is of Mpemba Hall and Osprey. I think they get Osprey. That 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 would be my guess right now, Tim.
2: I would love that That's, because that would be a perfect – three linebackers to fill some holes that may you know that might leave after this year once again start looking at this class and look where they go next year you got you know with zinter and obviously with uh bowen those guys are instant mike and will that's the way i look at those guys mike and will two really good football players bowen's an outstanding will i think zinter who is a damn damn good athlete i mean he could play four or five spots as well he is very athletic but I really would love to see him fill out and uh, be a Mike Backer down the road, and then Osbury, He's he's one of the early guys I saw months and months and months ago. He he's small. He is small on. He looks small on film, but I mean his striking ability is is elite. I mean elite. He I mean he will knock the living heck out of you. He is outstanding. And then the and then the IMG guy. I've actually watched his film recently. Which one? He's more of a uh, hall hall. Not yeah. I'm, and Pemba can play anywhere he wants. He's yeah. He, I mean, flip a coin, you yeah. can't
0: spot. He's too good. You just yeah. You he's don't you don't <laughs> pigeonhole him to one thing or yeah. Because okay. someone's commenting that they think he's 100% a, a viper. Yeah, sure. But if I'm Notre All Dame, way. I'm saying, hey, I'm Pemba. Do you want to play quarterback? We'll tell you like whatever the hell you want to do. You can come do it. Um, Tight end.
2: The guy could catch. Some of his film playing wide receiver is outstanding as an offensive football player. So and then with Hall. Good-looking, physical-looking football player. He's a Mike Will guy, so that'd be interesting to see how he fits in because uh, they're recruiting some outstanding inside backers in the 24 class that uh, I watched some of their films. So Osbury, I think if they had him and you're fine with those three, I think that'd be outstanding because there's you know, you know you're know you going to lose Bauer. Does Leofau come back for a fifth year? If he starts, has a bona fide heck of a season. Does he go pro? Do they invite Bertrand back? Now you start getting into these numbers for the 23 football season and whatnot. So uh, take three. If they get three, I, I think they'd be solid.
0: Yeah, I, I think no matter how this 2023 linebacker class ends up, it's going to be really good. I'm not I, I'm not really concerned at all. They're going to get one of those three in my opinion. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, just look at the 2022 linebacker class. That was so good that I'm – not really worried about it at all. And then you get Bowen and, and Zinter. So, um, yeah, linebacker, not a spot you worry about with uh, Marcus Freeman as your head coach. I want to add, we're doing this full-time recruiting show here, um, not only because it's the dog days of the off season for football, but we're very much into the key stage of recruiting. Official, I mean, having official visits, or excuse me, at least one, Elijah Page, this weekend, you got Irish Invasion Camp, quarterback camp, alignment camp. Uh, it's just a, a very busy and important time for Notre Dame recruiting. So if you're someone who maybe doesn't follow recruiting that closely, this is definitely a good show for you to get caught up on some items.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know we we have a couple of Richard Young questions on the side. We're gonna get there, so stick around. Um, and if you just joined us, uh, make sure you hit that thumbs up. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're listening back via podcast. Obviously, give us give us a rating. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep moving through. We again to my previous point about combining position groups. We combined corner and safety into just defensive back. So Notre Dame has two defensive backs committed in the 2023 class right now, both of whom happen to be safeties, but uh, Peyton Bowen and then Adon um, with with four more on the board. Christian Gray is the one that I feel like we've talked about the most and I believe the highest – rated corner, um, at least still on the board and the, among, amongst the defensive backs. And then Josiah Wagoner and Micah Bell, um, who Mike, if I'm not mistaken, offer, was offered after Justin committed. decommitted. Um, so he's a relatively newer face to this group. And then um, the, the safety, the only other like top priority i guess safety on the board is is caleb downs who's the number one safety in the country out of georgia his brother is josh downs at unc which if you've watched hundred Dame play usc recently um he absolutely tears up their secondary so uh clearly a good athlete comes from a very athletic family but um we'll start i guess do we want to start with the the two commits bowen and bowen and schuler uh, mike any any updates on them or you want to move to the the people still on the board
0: yeah yeah i mean peyton bowen's picked up some offers since he committed to the fighting Irish, So you want to, I mean, keep him locked in. I, he, I, he visited Oklahoma and Ole Miss unofficially. I think he also went to Texas A&M this spring. Um, so you're, you're, there's always a little bit of concern when you have a commit, taken unofficial visits. Now, if he takes an official visit and I'm not talking about someone who's saying, Oh, he might take an official. I, I'm, I'm done with that. Like, is he? Is there a date locked in? Do we have plane tickets? Is there a Snapchat? Is there an Instagram post of him on this campus? Because until that point with someone like Peyton Bowen, I ain't buying it. Um, yeah,
1: well also on the topic, uh, he did a Twitter space which, with the um, Irish Players Club a few weeks ago and was asked about this and he basically said, I don't have anything and if I do, um, I'll, I'll make sure that it's it's worked out properly, but I'm all Notre Dame right now, so I know that I mean, you can take that back, technically speaking. But he's been very open, I guess, about kind of what his plans are, at least from what I've seen. So,
0: look, I mean, if I was a seventeen-year-old recruit and I had, you know, an Oklahoma reporter, like I'm not an idiot. I know who Oklahoma reporters are. I can very see it on their very much see it on their Twitter. Or a Michigan reporter, or Notre Dame. I mean, it would be kind of hard not to like talk that school up because, like, that's this just kind of human nature um so who is like and if that's the case in this recruitment with bowen like who's gonna kind of get left at the altar here i i think it'll be the school's not named notre dame i think he's fine with notre dame um he's the one official we that we know he's taking is that june 10th weekend which is massive um so peyton bowen hugely important safety um i mean number 53 player per the on three consensus number six safety just a big time prospect and then notre dame also has a don Schuler committed he's only picked up offers from alabama georgia and texas a&m since he committed to the irish so whatever it is about alabama um they they've just been going after notre dame guys a good a good bit lately so um you got those two safeties committed notre dame did have justin rett a four-star cornerback from las vegas bishop gorman committed for a while he decommits. You see Notre Dame extend. Okay, a quick side note. In years past, there were so many players that were, even this past cycle's like is Jaden Bellamy a corner or a safety? Notre Dame was literally recruiting him from both. Is Ben Morrison a safety or a corner? Literally for Brophy Prep last year in Phoenix, he played both. Like once one of his games, he played both positions. Um, so, so, Notre, so I just decided, let's just combine corner and safety. For this class, though, it's pretty well defined who's a corner and who's a safety. Like Notre Dame offered Micah Bell; he's a corner. Um, I think Notre Dame's going to land him. Um, the Irish recently offered Josiah Wagoner from Washington. Um, they're going to host him for an official visit in June. He's a four-star prospect. He's definitely a corner. Christian Gray can play whatever he wants. Um, he, he's a, he's a freak show. Like I, I'm, I'm very high on Christian Gray's abilities. Um, he's a corner, but. You know, if he wanted to play safety, he could play safety. If he wants to kick, he can kick or punt or long snap or fullback. Coach. coach, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm you sure. can coach. I think he'd be better on the field, but um, or you know, than on the sidelines. But hey, um, we can have that discussion. Um, so those are the and then Calvin Simpson Hunt, Texas Tech commit who Notre Dame offered, but um, different discussion for a different day. The Irish kind of their policy. If you're on the loose emoji message board. By the way, you should be on it. Dollar for one-year premium access. We've had plenty of discussion about Notre Dame's official visit policies. Um, So, you know, if you're on the board, you know what that's all about. But Notre Dame not bringing in Calvin Simpson Hunt, but he is a talented cornerback prospect as well. So Jair Hill, he's a safety corner hybrid, more so a safety. Uh, Notre Dame seems to be keeping him a little warm right now. So now we're transitioning to talking about these safeties. Uh, Dalton Brooks more of a long shot looks like uh, a- am's the heavy favorite for him uh, he's visited Notre Dame before I was still talking to him you got Caleb Downs the number one safety in the country I saw him a couple weeks ago um, I think by the time he signs he's gonna be the single most recruit I've seen with my own two eyes in like in person ever I I think I've seen him like ten times in the past couple years I see Caleb Downs everywhere Um, For Irish fans, you're going to hope you see him in the blue and gold. Um, And and Tim can touch on uh, Downs as a player here in a moment. Um, Oh, back to cornerback. Forgot about Micah Tease. Um, Yeah, Notre Dame will bring him in for the June 10th weekend. Uh, Micah Tease and Christian Gray are actually good friends. So uh, Notre Dame would love that parlay um, there. But yeah, Tease's recruitment is a bit harder to read right now. Um, So my guess... For a four-man defensive back class is Peyton Bowen, Adon Schuler, Josiah Wagner, and Christian Gray. What would be your thoughts on uh, on that quartet, camp uh Tim.
2: Well, the key is you got to keep. You just got to keep Bowen. I mean, they're, Notre Dame's going to lose three safeties, and the safeties behind, you know, Houston Griffith. You know, you're going to lose DJ Brown, and more than likely Brandon Joseph. You know, he came to Notre Dame to play one year and get that guy out of there. So. You, you know, you got to feel that I mean, Bowen's the key. You know, he's got to be able to come in, play. Schuler's outstanding. I mean, Notre Dame, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Mike. I think it was on our Twitter spaces. Notre Dame does not get top 10 positional DBs, rarely. So it's been like that for a long time. So they got to keep Bowen. And some of these interviews Bowen has done, it's, I mean, when he talks Notre Dame, the guy like bleeds blue and gold when you hear him speak. And when you've heard his words speak. It's Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. So, you know, keep him in the fold. I know everyone's trying to poach him, but good. If you're trying to poach him, he's the top 10, you know, safety in the country. Heck yeah, you're trying to poach him. And then, you know, the one guy I really like, and I wish Notre Dame would, would have gone after him harder, is, is the Hill out of Illinois, who I know everyone, you know, whose favorite go to Michigan. He, his film is really, really good. So he's one of those guys I was surprised they you know, they didn't push for him more, but maybe that's, as you know, in recruiting, maybe he's been a Michigan guy all along, so they kind of maybe read the tea leaves on that. But uh, Downs is a stud. I, I've said it outside of the quarterbacks. I think he's the best player in the country. Every time I've seen his film, seen some of his games on YouTube, he is just outstanding. Gosh, he's a good football player. So, But at Corners, I mean, Corners, they've recruited a handful of the last couple of years. Obviously, they got Mickey on campus who had a great spring. Bellamy, who was in spring. And you Morrison to go with that big group they signed two years ago, you know, corner still a position, especially if Gray follows his coach. I know you got to pick, he's, you know, you keep saying he's going to Notre Dame. I think that's going to be the a biggie with Christian Gray. Does he go to uh, follow his high school coach and go to LSU? That's going to be a, it's probably a lot closer, don't you think, than 79 to 15? That's going to be an arm wrestling battle here in the, you know, these next, I think, is he is he the one committing on July 4th? He is, yeah. Flores is, yeah. Rico Flores is the third. He's the fourth. So it's gonna be a battle. I love Bell out of Texas. His speed is freakish, freakish. If, if 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 people have not watched his highlight film, go watch him. He's another guy who can play slot, corner, nickel, multiple positions. So there's some good football players. Notre Dame needs to get four. At the end of the day, they need four DBs in the worst way.
0: Yep, reading some YouTube comments, someone asked uh, what happened to Micah Bell. I don't know if I misspoke, said a different name, but yeah, I like Notre Dame for Micah Bell. Um, the recruiting prediction machine is at ninety-five um, percent. In big reason for that, I, I put in a pick. I think it was just Monday um, for him to uh, land at the, land with the Fighting Irish. I actually talked to Micah today. Um, and we'll have a story on that um, probably next week, kind of previewing what's next in his recruitment. So make sure to check that out at blueandgold.com But um, it's it's looking like a Notre Dame Ole Miss battle right now. And um, it was actually on, if you guys watched my video with Darren Pritchett from earlier this week, Darren made a comment about um, you know Notre Dame battling Lane Kiffin. And I said, uh, I'm, I'm, I want more Notre Dame Lane Kiffin battles because that means it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know Ashton is is a fan of Lane Kiffin as well.
1: I love Lane Kiffin. If anyone saw, I guess he took his puppy to SEC, to the SEC spring meetings in Destin, and it got, quote, kicked out. He tweeted a picture because, as we all are aware, Jim O'Fisher and Nick Stamon are in a bit of a feud, and Kiffin basically tweeted a picture that was like the only one to get kicked out was juice who his dog's name is juice. And then it was, he put like hashtag, uh, yes, there you go. Juice back to the SIP, which if you're following Lane Kiffin on Twitter, um, come to the SIP is his kind of like recruiting rallying cry, hashtag, uh, SIP obviously short for Mississippi. So, um, yes, no, I love Lane Kiffin. I think he's hilarious, but uh,
0: just who would have thought that like, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that like Lane Kiffin would end up being the adult in the room. You know, like he was such a goofball and now he's just an awesome goofball. You know, like he's just, he is, I think he's the one who's enjoyed the Saban Jimbo feud more than anyone else in this world. Right.
1: I Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I also, to your point about him being the adult in the room, I think what he does well, and we can go back to the Notre Dame stuff in just one second, but final comment on Kiffin. I think what he does well is a lot of these coaches are trained. They speak like politicians, right? So they, they don't want to answer the hard question. They tiptoe around stuff. Lane just, doesn't care (laughs) like he basically has like a fire me you won't type of attitude which I don't know if I necessarily would want my head coach to have that but watching as a third party who is relatively indifferent to Ole Miss as a football program I thoroughly enjoy.
0: it well isn't Mike Leach kind of the same
1: yes but Mike Leach is just like weird in the best way like Lane's not weird like Mike Leach is like a conspiracy theorist so those
0: two right that like is that like this has got to be the best egg bowl like between these two programs oh
1: yeah what? no 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 yeah no um the my favorite game last year was the egg bowl like I mean outside of Notre Dame games but like I was so amped watch the egg bowl on Thanksgiving night anyways we're getting very off topic and if you guys want to do a live show exclusively on Kiffin and Leach I will host that again um later this week so that's kind of a joke I will not but mm-hmm. anyways um <laughs> Mike's like okay no um Anyways, back to Notre Dame. So we'll switch over to the offense. There are a couple of offensive comments um, along the side here. I know I, I brought up the Richard um, Richard Young, I almost said Downs, comment a second ago. But, uh, yeah, we'll switch over to the offensive side. Um, you want to go to running back? Yeah, we can start with running back. So uh, Richard Young, who, again, was brought up, is a – I believe he's the number one running back in the country. He's definitely a five-star Five-star running back. Uh, Notre Dame only has one running back commit right now. It is um, Jaden Lamar out of Washington State. They had Cedric Irvin out of Florida. Um, he is no longer committed. So it's young. And then um, Jeremiah Love is kind of the other top priority one, which we can get to in a minute. But we can, we can start with Lamar because that commitment is uh, relatively fresh from last week. So, Mike, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, So, is this a player who Notre Dame really wanted in their 23 class and uh, they went and got him? Um, his tapes pretty interesting. Um, I mean, we, we've talked about him so much on, on the, on the show. So I don't want to dive too much in him, but like, like the on three has him ranked as a three star, like just outside of four star status. I don't see that, but I'm not like up in arms over it. Like it's not a crime. Um, Charles power's not getting arrested over this. Um, he, he's just, he, he's a different kind of back. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know how to explain his game. I have problems Kyron. with it. Kyron. But yeah. yeah, I mean it's kinda like an, a that's like a general like yeah, he's kinda like Kyron, but Ky- I mean, Kyron's just so tough and such a good blocker. Like I I just need to see a lot more of Jaden Lamar, um, which I'm hoping to go back to Washington. I've not been there since I was five years old, so um, they used to live there when I was a kid. So I'm hoping to go back. That'd be, uh, that'd be pretty neat. Um, more you
1: know, I didn't know that.
0: You... Yes. So, um, yeah, so you got one committed there and I think they're going to end up with two. And, um, Milton fan says, how, how is it looking with Richard Young and, and how big of an impact would that make? That's, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, that, that's our thing. So how's it looking with Richard Young? It's a long shot. But Notre Dame's getting one of his five official visits, so hey, that that's pretty good. Um, I mean, Alabama's the perceived favorite. See, the recruiting prediction machine is very much favoring the Crimson Tide due to um, some predictions logged. Yeah, so you see six six predictions logged for for him to choose the Crimson Tide. So I mean, I, I that that would be my guess is Alabama. Notre Dame sources don't feel overly confident. Um, but hey, you're getting him on campus. It's a midweek visit, so they're gonna be able to put, you know, all their eggs into that basket when he's there. There's no other prospects they have to spend time with, so we'll be able to really roll out the red carpet for him. And then you got Jeremiah Love, who's much more of a realistic option. He's going to officially visit in June. Um, you know, he's also looking at you know Michigan, Alabama, Missouri to uh, excuse me, three other big contenders. So if if you made me pick right now, I think Notre Dame misses on Richard Young, uh, but I do think they land Jeremiah Love. Um, stranger things have happened though, Tim, and Notre Dame has landed five star players before, and maybe and hey, they they've got a five star out of Florida right now. Why not make it two?
2: Oh it, yeah, I mean Richard Young. I you know, I know it's a. Uh... It'd be a, I mean, but that would be a huge upset if he comes. But hey, like you said, getting him on campus, you know, he, you know, we go back to he never, you know, when he came out with his top seven or eight on Twitter and whatnot, there was no Notre Dame, but he keeps. I mean, his articles have been outstanding. Mentioning Notre Dame's always been in his mind, and you know, you know, Coach McCullough's been constantly talking with them and always mentions Marcus Freeman as well. So getting him on campus, that's a great uh, point you made there, Mike, about. It's going to be a midweek meaning there's no one on campus you know they're going to be able to show for him around and spend 48 hours whining and dining him and having a good time and sh- showing him everything there is about notre dame and leaving the great state of florida and coming up to south bend and a long history of guys that have done that out of florida you know and had success so he's a stud he's he's elite beyond elite but if they don't get him and he goes to Alabama like the other forty-seven five-star running backs Nick Saban has signed, and you get a love. Well, loves. I mean, who's offered him the, the entire SEC? So he's got a lot of SEC offers on him, and his film is is is, is outstanding for a um, you know for Coach Reese's offense, the way he runs his outside zone. So. Good, good football player, one of those unheralded guys that's starting to just, you know, has been blowing up more and more here over the last six months since his junior film junior season ended. And going back real quick on Lamar, good football player. You know, he really good. He's you know, he's he's definitely a top three hundred player. There's no doubt about that. He's got good speed, good hands, and like we talked about in his recruitment video, a lot more physical. When you watch some of his games and He's been a Wildcat quarterback. He's a physical football player, and he's not a softie as much as he plays slot and does all the tunnel screens and that. He'll get up in there and run inside zone just as as good as anyone in the country. He's he's, he's
1: impressive. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Yeah, I watched a little tiny bit of his film right before he committed. Um, someone put, I guess, they, that, he, that he reminds them of Theoretic more than more than Kyron. Uh, maybe I was a bit too young to really remember exactly what Theoretic's game looked like. But uh, both were good, so I would take either one. Um, anyways, okay, we're going to move to quarterback. Uh, really quickly move this along. Uh, there's really only one person to talk about here. Notre Dame does not have a quarterback commit. They're all in on Dante Moore, the five-star quarterback, uh, number eight player in the country, I believe, right? Is that right, Mike? Um, You have the... yes. I think, right? Yes. Okay, number eight player in the country. Um, Out of the Detroit area we have discussed Dante ad nauseum on here he deserves it so that's not a complaint by any means but uh any any new thoughts or what are you thinking right now on Mike on Dante uh I know that you kind of say it, it changes every day but what do well, you think today yeah
0: it, it seems to change every day on who the team running second is um but you, yeah so I like how you phrase that what are you thinking about right now because it's always an interesting place the mind of Mike Singer a fellow Mike,
1: specific to Dante, please keep it specific to Dante.
0: A <laughs> fellow Mike says Dante is a silent commit. Let's, let's say he is, let's just say he like, who cares? Like, I mean, would you feel good about a verbal commit taking official visits to Miami and LSU and now visit Texas A&M? No, you'd be like, Oh, well that kid's gone. I would see the he gone on the message board 500 times, but because he's a <laughs> silent commit, somehow that makes it better. Like it's the most ridiculous thing. So Notre Dame fans, if you think he's a silent commit, you know, that you have at it. But don't think that, well, he's a silent commit makes you feel better because you can easily, easily, silently decommit from a program. It's a lot easier to do that than to decommit from a program you're actually committed to. Um, So that's my rant. Um, Yeah, just see like a little pom-pom waving in in the comments here. I'm like, guys... That, that I mean I mean when I started in this industry in 2013, my boss at the time, I was covering USF Bulls Steve Barry he, he told me commitments are not worth the paper they're written on. And kids stuck with their commitments a lot a lot a lot more than, than they did in 2013 than they do now um, And he said that then about verbal commitments nine years ago and now think about silent commitments. In 2022, what really is worth writing about, um, in, in not writing about? So that's my thing on, yeah. If Dante's a silent commitment, great. It does not matter if you don't sign him though. Um, but uh,
1: <laughs> well, that was that any follow up
0: thoughts, Ashton. I mean, if you have any specific questions about the recruitment, maybe I can answer. I was just kind of, just kind of
1: no. I think to your point about silent commitments, I've learned in twenty six years of being a Notre Dame football fan, just assume the worst. So assume he's going to LSU, which is the worst case scenario, and then you get to be pleasantly surprised if he does not go to LSU, and you get to be really excited if he goes to Notre Dame.
0: Well, um, that's a good that's yeah. a good point. Is LSU worst case scenario, or is it Michigan? I guess it just depends. So,
1: so any other year, it, like if you asked me a year ago, like I don't care if he goes to LSU because I have no issue with LSU. Now I think that it because the knock on Kelly right was that he couldn't get the big quarterback. So if Kelly leaves and immediately immediately gets the good the top quarterback, then it kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for. It like solidifies the fact that he was correct and he needed to leave to get the big quarterback. So I think that's worse than Michigan. But I will say I based on what i've read from the board my dislike of michigan is a little bit less than a lot of people on the board so maybe they think michigan i don't know that's my thought tim do you have a thought as a fan
2: yeah yeah just i mean yeah you need to get on youtube and watch the old cbs games with michigan Bo and lou and then your uh your hatred of
0: michigan will rise Tim, we but, don't uh, have time for that buddy i'm sorry i love <laughs> you, you got time. I know. we got a football we time preview magazine
1: we have time for like silent commit rant, but we do not have time to yeah. talk about how much we admission Michigan. Uh,
2: Apparently. It's okay. Great. Yeah. There's a couple of books I'll, 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 let you know about the history of the, that, that rivalry, but, uh, yeah, you know what? People like, you know what, because there's so many other quarterbacks that have committed. So they're like, well, they've all committed. So Dante Moore should commit. I don't know. I, I look at it as, I mean, this guy's just, he's hanging out, wanting to see what, you know, what takes place. I mean, why not? Why you know, why not sit back and see what's going to happen this year? Why should a quarterback? And this is just me thinking here. Why should a quarterback jump into Marcus Freeman without ever seeing a Marcus Freeman football team? Right? I I, you know, I don't know. Is, is that some of is that some of his thought process? I mean, you look at his top five. You know, okay, you know, they all make they all make sense. You know, if he goes, you know, I know what he's tripping to A I think coming up here soon. Well. Jimbo's got a national championship. He's got a Heisman Trophy on his resume. You know, Jim Harbaugh is, you know, I know he's Michigan, but he's Jim Harbaugh. He's a heck of a football coach. I know people disagree with that, but the guy could coach. And I I mean, I mean, who's his position coach or the guy that has trained him has been, what Devin Gardner I read about. So that's Michigan right there. You know, Oregon, I know Oregon. Oregon is a lot like Notre Dame. They hired a DC, just like Marcus Freeman. They got Dan Lanning but he's got a national championship on his resume and does he like Nike LSU people want to rip Kelly Kelly did get quarterbacks for a while he didn't get quarterbacks these last few years but early on he got you know Gunnar Keel was a five-star Brandon Wimbush was in the top 40 Drakovic was in the top 10 in the country when it came to quarterbacks so you know he did have some quarterbacks they just some of those guys obviously just didn't pan out but uh and if he goes to LSU, that would be a God, that would be shocking because he got a Detroit kid from the Midwest going to Cajun country. That would be unbelievable. But you know, Mike Mike's hung with his prediction. I've been a fan of the all in on Dante because the importance Marcus Freeman's first class. I just think he's got to go out and get a big time quarterback. And you know, if not, you better hope Buckner's the guy for the next couple years, and he's a stud or quarterback position is going to be uh, quite interesting at Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, Tim, I, I don't buy LSU for him. I don't buy Oregon, Miami. Yeah, you know who I – like, I wouldn't write off Michigan just because of the local factor and, you know, they offered when he was in seventh grade and all that. Um, I wouldn't A- – A&M is, to me, is the – the the contender that is kind of scary, just because of, you know, you talked about the 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 Fisher, you know, what he did with with Jameis Winston and um, it was Winston that yeah won a Heisman, right? Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you didn't touch on the nil thing, and I mean, money's money, and if nil's really, I mean, if they're throwing around some crazy dollars, and Nico lava is getting. $8 million at Tennessee? Shoot, man. I'd be picking Texas A&M for like $6 million or something if that was – I mean, are you crazy? I mean, come on. So, uh, yeah. With all of that said, though, I think he's going to Notre Dame. Might I remind some people? A lot of people can say, hey, I think Notre Dame leads here. Has anyone else done this? Has anyone else done a prediction? I don't think so.
1: I'm going to go put one in tonight.
0: Yeah, well, then join me.
1: I don't. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do
0: that. <laughs> I just gonna say, um, is anyone else? Is anyone? So I'm. I'm. My point is, I am very much on the Dante to Notre Dame bandwagon. My, I'm just saying, my number one concern school right now is a And M, and that brings us back to our original point that it seems to change each week for who that number or each day who the number two team is. Is like, is it LSU? Is it my? But I'll tell you, it's consistently uh Notre Dame seemingly at number one for Dante Moore.
1: So we are back where we started, folks. Um we decided nothing in that segment. <laughs> Just kidding. That was great, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Tim, quickly, because we have three more position groups then. Yes, go
2: ahead. No, well, no, I was gonna say in the you know, and the other thing with AM, AM and LSU,
1: they signed five star
2: quarterbacks last year. So Dante Moore is does he want to go battle other five stars? I mean LSU got a five star, AM has a five star. Out of all these schools out there, where's the one that he could go play at pretty early? I would yeah. I would think it'd be, you know, Notre Dame. When there's
1: all there's also the idea that Notre Dame is less likely to take a transfer quarterback. I mean, if you're going to LSU or A and M, they're playing uh Quarterback musical chairs around that conference right now. I guess a little bit with with Pac-12 too. If you want to throw in like Jackson Dart from USC to Ole Miss, but kind of once you're once you're at Notre Dame, you're if you're going to get beat, it's probably going to be by somebody that comes in after you. They're not going to pull in like a proven or I get proven in quotes like someone who's played. I guess. Um, anyways, we'll stop opining on on that for the the sake of time. But um, we'll move to. Wide receiver. Um, There's one commit in the class right now. It is Braylon James. There are a lot of priority targets still out there. Uh, Notre Dame needs a big wide receiver class because as we've talked about and as if if you follow Notre Dame football at all, you're aware that Notre Dame has a wide receiver numbers and depth problem. So um, we came up with, I believe, seven other targets on the board. Um, I'll let Mike kind of pick and choose who exactly he wants to talk about first. Mike, go ahead, or I guess you start with Braylon James. First. Yeah, it
0: is seven, which is you know pretty big number. I mean, that's the biggest of the position groups that right. we've we've looked at. I mean, signing day is what six and a half months away, but there is a short ish um, l- list of targets. I mean, it's it's not a, you would think this is early in the cycle, but it's kind of not. I mean, Notre Dame wants to be basically done with twenty twenty three recruiting in terms of commitments mostly done about 90 percent by the start of the football season so they're at 13 commits right now i think they would like to be at about 22 23 going into the ohio state game so uh, definitely looks like by the way we have a, a you know good group here with us live on youtube we've been going through position by position uh where notre dame stands i've been kind of giving the latest on the recruitments tim breaking down the film so make sure if you're just joining us go uh, rewatch this. We also got it on podcasts. Um, I will post on podcast as well. Okay. Braylon James. That was a big one. Chancey Stuckey wanted him right away. Six, 285 pounds. Combine freak. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see what he does as a, as a senior. His junior year played on a two and eight team. I don't think he got as many targets as he probably would have liked. I don't think they had a great quarterback. So, um, yeah, all in all. Yeah. Braylon James. Big time. Big time. So as far as the targets go, when we were discussing Samuel and Pemba, it was about, hey, um, they're him as an athlete, but linebacker is the position that is that he would likely start out as. Well, Ronan Hannafin, we could have put him with the safeties. We could have put him with the rovers. We have him with the receivers, but honestly... I think he would play defense. That's that's my gut feeling right now is that he would start out his career on defense. But he's a really good player. Um, Marcus Freeman loves him, from what I am told, and I believe that Ronan Hannafin from um, Massachusetts is leaning towards the Fighting Irish. So, we'll go through quickly some of these targets. Carnell Tate, seeming more like a pipe dream, looks like Tennessee and Ohio State in that order. The leaders for him, um, but. You know, he's, he's still considering the Finding Hour, so I uh, wanted to mention him. I like Notre Dame for Jaden Greathouse uh, from Austin, Westlake. Good friends with Braylon James, both from the Austin area. Greathouse had a great, um, maybe I should say fantastic. I don't feel weird putting great in the same sentence. But fantastic visit to Notre Dame. Um, man, we must be getting tired here. I'm, or, or my jokes that bad? I can't even get a little, a little chuckle. My joke's just that bad.
1: About great versus fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's not. It's not good.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't. Okay, proceed. <laughs> How's that?
0: <laughs>
1: I, was that a joke to just I, be like, oh, I use mean great twice in the same sentence. Oops, I'll use fantastic. I mean, I, I support you mixing up the adjectives if that is what you would like for me to say.
0: Thank you. That the cool. my heart. My heart is now happy. Thank you, Ashton. you you know. <laughs> I like Notre Dame to land Rico Flores Jr. from Folsom, California, uh, another four-star receiver. I mean, these guys, I mean, bigger outside receivers, Braylon James, six-two, one-eighty-five. Rico Flores, six-one, one-ninety. great house. So I've seen a port person listening about six-two, two-twenty. it sounds right to me. So these guys all bigger, even Ronan Hannafin, six-three, two-hundred. Um So right now I like Notre Dame to keep Braylon James committed to land Jaden Great House. Um, to land Ronan Hannafin, again, more as an athlete, and um, to get Rico Flores. Um, now, who a fourth might be? Christian Hamilton, um, who Notre Dame set up an official visit with, kind of out of the blue. Um, he's named to keep an eye on Joshua Manning, Notre Dame offered in May, uh, might bring him for a visit in June. Malik Elzey, um, another name to watch from Chicago, Simi, and I think if Notre Dame turns up the heat on him, it would be later in the fall. So that's basically the rundown. Um, Tim, it's I mean, it's I, I think receivers looking it's looking pretty good right now. If Notre Dame is leading for um Great House and Flores, like I think they are, and then um can go get Braylon James uh, or excuse me, hold on to Braylon James, maybe go get a fourth. Not including Ronan Hannifin, be a pretty darn good group. What do you think, Tim? You're still muted, my friend. Oh, there you are. You can you hear me now. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's a, it's a solid group. It's not, um, you know, outside of James. I think James is obviously the highest strength one, and he shows it on film. You know, great house, Flores, good solid wide receivers. Seems like there's a bunch of uh, I think we even chat about this before. A bunch of CJ Williams types guys, right? Um, not a bunch of burners. Are they burners? How dare you not bring that good.
0: name into this? I know, chat. I know.
2: It's it's it's. Well, you know what? He's not going to see much time at SE, so it's all payback, right? What? It's all. Uh, it all you don't karma. think he will? Not with the guys they got, but but we'll talk yeah. SE down the road. We're going to talk. No, no, he's not gonna get on the field that much. But uh,
0: I don't, I don't think. well he it's will. like a but true anyway. freshman, uh, whatever. All right, continue.
2: Exactly, exactly. They got some guys, but we'll talk about that way down the road. That's uh that's Ashton's Benton line. There, we'll get into right. But uh, no,
1: I'm avoiding yeah. that one. Plague, actually, I'm avoiding that line.
2: But yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a good solid it's a good solid group. I mean, they've offered a ton of wide receivers this year. So if they get a, a handful of those guys, they just need numbers. I think it's the same thing we talked corner. They need numbers. They need bodies. And it, It'd be a great wide receiver. Class. I don't want to say great. Excuse me. Now we got great house. Everyone's using the word great. It'd be a. <laughs> it'll be a solid, solid group. I don't think. I don't know if it's a, a you know, page turner, so to speak. I don't know. It's it's a. I you know I wish they just had a guy that could just go, you know, the distance. And I don't I don't know if they're going to get that type of guy in this class.
0: But, in the you know. context of Notre Dame receiver recruiting these past few years. This, is, this this would be, if they even just signed the three.
1: Sure.
0: I mean, if they oh. signed
1: the three of us, it would be close to the bar. <laughs> like, you the know. bar was really low. No offense. I mean, some of them are, yeah, I guess I probably shouldn't say that. Some of them are very talented. But to say, like, oh, it's better than it used to be is kind of not the best measurement
0: of it no not now, better than it used to be it's just you know in, in the in the context of this i mean yeah this this would be this would be very good i mean last year they signed one tobias merriweather's a freak show um but um it was just one so now you're bringing in three players in the same caliber of of him that's uh that's three times as good
2: no exactly and you know and they're you know it'll look like a class of you know with the 21 class with styles and they get colsey and thomas comes around and you get three to four in this class that play plays like those guys, they'll, they'll replenish itself. But uh, maybe that's the reason why uh, the quarterback in Detroit's taking his time shopping around as well.
1: Um, maybe. I'll comment. Oh, my God.
0: No, no, no. I just said maybe, maybe. Yeah. Okay.
1: I was just going to comment on um, D-Rock Irish put this question um, in the chat there on the side about the, the Iowa wide receiver, Charlie Jones. So from what I've heard, um, he's – Yes, probably going to end up at Purdue. That's what I've heard for the last couple of weeks. Um, but I would not necessarily assume that's because of an NIL deal. That might be part of it. But when you look at the receivers that Purdue's been churning out, no, they're they're not winning a national title. I think somebody I suggested on our board like watch Purdue, and someone was like, "Why would you go to Purdue? They're terrible." And now he's probably going to Purdue. So um, they're pretty. They've been pretty decent at developing receivers. But yeah, I. I don't, I mean, Mike, I don't know if you've heard anything else, but I don't believe he's going to end up at Notre Dame. I think he's going I, to Purdue. Yeah,
0: I haven't heard about it, him taking any visits to Notre Dame. I, I I mean, I was told back January or so, like, for grad transfers or, un, you know, underclass transfers in the offseason, receiver was the number one thing that I heard about. They brought in a defensive lineman, a kicker, and a safety. Definitely needed the safety for sure, but, yeah, no, no receivers to our knowledge.
1: All right, we will move to tight end. This can go pretty quickly. They already have uh Cooper Flanagan out of Taylor Sal committed, which is where Fosky went to high school, um, and a number of other players. It's a big time high school up there. Um, the other one kind of on the board, Lawson Lucky. Um, Mike, I know that maybe maybe not as not as hot on him, not as a player, but as a as adding an additional tight end, or, or am I wrong? I kind of Thought it was Flanagan when I was making this list, but you added him. So what? What made you add him to the priority still on the board list?
0: Yeah, I mean, he he visited for the spring game, and if he if if there's like a if someone like me or you know another site tweets out an article and it's like Lost and Lucky is officially visiting Notre Dame, and he does end up taking that visit, I would think he's flipping. So uh, just just to have him on there to. Let people know that Notre Dame is still kicking the tires on a second tight end. I don't think it's gonna happen. I went and saw his spring game a couple weeks ago. He's wearing Georgia gloves, uh, Georgia towel. I mean, he, he, his dad and I think two uncles played at Georgia. I mean, it's it's a long shot, but um, if he if he visits, I think it's because you know he wants to flip. That's would that's he turn.
1: be able to visit under the current
0: rules? Yeah. Uh, if I'll just say again, if he if he visits, I it's 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 basically to flip. So, yeah, just kind of yeah. And it's 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 not so much rules. It's kind of just like I, I don't know what to call it because it there's not like a rule. Like Notre Dame can kind of do what they want on this. It's just kind of their yeah. more of a policy on, okay. on officials with commits. It's and again, if you if you have no idea what we're talking about, it's kind of just. Yeah, like I said earlier, just, we've, we've discussed this whole official visit policy for commits on the message board. So you'll have to you – know, we'll have to it's catch a you up a there. dollar
1: to figure out what exactly we're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this worth, strike is probably worth like $3 somewhere. Yeah, and, and you can go read all my stuff for a year. So, um, yeah, it does seem like Cooper Flanagan – we talked about Alabama trying to get these Notre Dame commits. There's another one. Nick Saban working hard. Brian Kelly's wanting to get him there. Michigan still talks to him, but Cooper Flanagan, with that last name, he's uh, destined to, to, to stick with Notre Dame, and believe he will be. So, Tim, any thoughts on tight ends before we move on to your your favorite position?
2: Yeah, Flanagan. I mean, he's he's awesome. I love I love the guy. That's why Saban. I mean, I mean, the very first day they get hit the road, Saban was outside of his school. So people need to remember that back in uh, January when he tried, you know, go in there to say hi and Flanagan wouldn't meet with him. So that was good. But uh, he, he's a stud. Notre Dame has had Aaron Taylor, College Football Hall of Famer. Derek Landry was, you know, heck of a nose guard. Played with Mike Goolsby on uh, the grade 04 defense. Uh, and then obviously you got Foskey and you get Flanagan. That would be four big-time D-less-L football players that they've had since the whole stays and a, outstanding and then as far as lucky goes out I, I was agreeing with everything mike said if he's on a plane he's flipping so i don't think the policy whatever you want to call it what yeah if he's on a plane he's already he's already communicated that but uh he's got a lot of georgia in his bloodlines but uh he's a, heck of a football player but if they only had flanagan they got some dudes on campus they'll be happy with flanagan because mike i mean 2024 twenty they're, they're recruiting like the entire top 10 when it comes to tight end so you know they're going to get two next year they're going to be big time football players
1: yeah for sure um all right we'll move to our last group we go from one notre dame specialty a tight end to the other one at offensive line so notre dame has two commits in the class right now um sullivan absher and sam pendleton both out of north carolina um in an interesting other i guess I think probably, well, I guess Jagasaw would be maybe the the top one, but then after him, Monroe Freeling, who's from South Carolina. So the Notre Dame pulling uh, players out of Clemson's backyard pipeline is, is currently pretty strong, could get even stronger with Monroe Freeling. If he does decide to come to Notre Dame, Uh, there are a couple of other ones on the board, but we can start, maybe we'll start with the, the three from Carolina, the two commits and then the one still left in Freeling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's looking good right now. I mean, if it's it's offensive line, you after all. So, um, and I'm actually need to pull up one more player, and that would be Elijah Elijah Page, who's on campus this weekend. So I think it's Ashen two commits, and then there's four four targets. Yeah,
1: so yeah, so we had Freeling, uh, Charles Jagasaw, Elijah Page, and then uh, Joe Auding.
0: Yes. Okay. So starting with the the commits, um. And D Rock appreciate. Um, he says he's enjoying the show. I'm definitely appreciate it. Um, Sylvan Absher was like, I don't want to say he was the number one guy for Harry Heastand because I don't want to like single like him out and make others because I and I also don't know that hundred for hundred percent certainty. But I heard the most about how much Heastand loved Sullivan Absher as a prospect. Like he was like, we got to get this kid. Um, like they they see first round potential. In Sullivan 6'6", 295 pounds. And um, I think it staying offered two offensive line prospects in this 23 class, that Jeff Quinn, uh, who t- who's Tim Hyde's favorite coach in America. Um, <laughs> Tim just um,
1: cannot wait to talk about Stan. He's like chomping at the uh, bed about to explode. He's been uh, 30 seconds and he has not been able to comment on Harry Heastan. <laughs>
2: Off- offensive line wins football games, so there's, there's
1: no doubt about that. Sort of. Uh, you, one could argue you probably need a quarterback and a few wide receivers in this day and age. But that's beside the point. We don't need to fight about that right now. Hey, Go ahead, on Harry yeah.
0: Anyway, so off offered two players on the 2023 offensive line unit that Quinn Hatton offered at Notre Dame. Pendleton, who he got committed, um, and then Elijah Page, who he's hosting for an official this weekend. To my knowledge, Page is the only official visitor on campus. So that's uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. I like Notre Dame for Elijah Page. Don't be surprised if I put in a like a prediction after that visit. All goes well. Um, I will uh, probably log that. Um, liking where Notre Dame's at for him right now. Charles Jagasaw, I have a prediction in for Notre Dame to land him. And then I do believe Notre Dame will land either Monroe Freeling or Joe Odding. I think they'll get one of these two guys... Freeling's a tackle, Odding's an interior offensive lineman. Um, but at the end of the day, if, if my gut right now is this is your five-man offensive line class. Three straight cycles with five-man offensive line classes. That would be crazy. Sullivan Absher, big-time tackle. Sam Pendleton, 6'4", 300-pound interior offensive lineman. Charles saw. Good play guard. I like him as a tackle. Number one tackle per on three in the entire country. I don't think they're going to get Monroe Freeling. I think there's just no way they can sweep Clemson. But I, I do think that he'll end up picking the Tigers. That's a very tight battle. Could go either way. And I think they land Joe Odding from Kansas. And I think they get Elijah Page from um, Phoenix. So what would be your thought on, on that haul, Tim?
2: That'd be a heck of a five man hole. I, you know, if, if they don't get Freeling, let's go with your five. If they don't get Freeling, who's obviously highly ranked and whatnot, I'm telling you people watch page. He is an athlete. Elijah page out of uh, Arizona can play football. He is a extremely, extremely underrated left tackle prospect. Really good. You know, I, um, He's, he's a good football player. So that's, that's, you know, I knew he was on campus this week and you think he's, he's that high on ND? That'd be awesome. I mean, I know, I I know you did an interview with him and he talked about his conversations with Tosh Baker and stuff like that. He's on campus, same high school. So that's huge. Jagasaw, the ultimate right tackle. He just looks like a a future right tackle right there. And then, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Odding, you know, Odding's pretty talented out of Kansas. He's a polar, he's an inside guy. 100% 100% center guard type of combo for him. So that would be a heck of a, a five man haul to keep going. The key, I've mentioned a thousand times, is offensive tackles. So you got to make sure you get two legitimate tackles in this class to replace so, Fisher and
0: Alt. So of this five, your tackles would be Absher, Jaggy, saw, and you think Page?
2: Oh, Page. Page without, yeah, Page is an offensive tackle. Okay. I, I loved his film. His athleticism is is up there is up there. You know, I got, I I know the, I know the UCLA and you know, my buddies out at USC love him or doing everything they can to get him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you would have three right there with aperture, you know, being that swing guy, this page play inside, but two out of those, two out of those three are legitimate tackles without a doubt. I really like Elijah page freeling. I'm with you. It's like, man, you just, you know, you roll. You know, I mean, what are the odds, right? What are the odds you get three out of the, the South like that. It he is the best left tackle of the of the group. He would be perfect with Jagasaw at right tackle. You know, I hope they get him because he's his length and his athleticism. I mean he's a Ronnie Stanley type of a guy, the way he plays with his arms and whatnot. But uh if you got three away from Dabo, whoo man. You, you, I mean to be uh,
1: fair go to Vegas I mean, go to if we...
2: Vegas if they get three from Dabo, right? Go to Vegas and, and uh you got you got some luck and enjoy it.
1: I was gonna say, like, to be fair, all three of them were like borderline Clemson locks. Like they were they were gonna go to Clemson, they wanna to go to Clemson and Notre Dame's now flipped two of three. So I get your point. It's kind of like there's no way they sweep them, but there's kind of no way we ended up with two, right? And here we are. So I don't know. Yes. Um, we're getting a lot of kicker comments. Mike, I don't know, like what did I'm I say? I'm not, not as well versed on the the special teams recruiting side. I feel like that comes in later, is that? What's the timeline typically on special teams recruiting? I just I kind of see them when they commit and take mental note. And then, no offense to
0: Tim, do you have any thoughts?
2: Well, people are team of team of team well. People are real quick. People are mentioning kicker from from the spring game. So, yeah.
1: You know. Oh, I know. No, I know why. I'm just yes. I when people were saying what about kicker? What about kicker this summer? I, I don't I mean, think. I mean, I I don't, I don't think they're getting anybody this summer
2: no I mean Brian I mean Brian's still young he was one of the premier kickers in the country they got a heck of a punter coming in so and if not you go to the transfer portal and find the guy right like they did with groupies so they'll be yeah. fine at the end of the day and and, and the other thing Notre Dame, the punters in the spring game will walk on so those I mean those weren't even the guys that are going to be punting in the in the fall so people need to relax on that as well that's yeah been, coming in. Fun
1: harvard who's an all ivy league punter i know it i know it's the ivy league but we've kind of talked about it on here ivy league football you get some you get some pretty good players it's, yeah it's not the whole roster but it's you, you can find some gems out of the ivy league
0: yeah i mean a, you're punting the same kind of football whether you're in the ivy league or the you know the yes ACC do not matter but yeah the, bryce mcpherson uh, all-american punter you got bringing sot look notre dame at special teams is it's they're very very much about competition so they're not gonna bring in some six-star long snapper yes that's a thing and then just be like all right the job's yours for four years they're bringing in competition um i'm glad you guys chuckled there when i wasn't really trying to make a joke um i guess no, know i did make a joke crap I'm, I'm okay all right anyways yeah i'm not worried about it they're gonna bring in competition It'll yeah that'll be fine
1: yeah, I was going to say on the topic of competition, I asked when we were talking to Brian Mason this spring. I didn't mean, I guess the tone of my voice, I didn't mean to insinuate that SOT was going to get the punting job. But I was like, oh, SOT's coming in. like yeah, yeah, starter. Yeah. And he very quickly was like, he's not the starter necessarily. Like, we're going to have a competition. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> I think my, again, my tone like insinuated it. I didn't mean for it to, but he was very quick to shut that down. Um, anyways, so. We have made it through all of the position groups um if you came in late halfway through two positions in whatever you can always watch this back or you can listen back via podcast. Do you guys have any final thoughts on any of the groups before we sign off here? Tim, what is so well,
2: funny? I, I, I like that we uh no worries uh, yeah I mean we're not we're not getting paid the money at Notre Dame they are so. Yeah, I, I guess no worries on our end, right? Uh, we're just uh, breaking them down and enjoying it. But I don't think there's a lot of worries in, in going on you know, blueandgold.com and reading all of Mike's articles and the conversations he had with a lot of these recruits. It, it, I mean, they're number one in the country for a reason. Marcus Freeman, his staff is working their tail off, and they are, there's a lot of guys to close and finish on. And I think I know Mike feels confident with ninety uh, a chunk of these guys. Notre Dame's at least in the top two and what most of these guys we talked
0: about tonight. Yeah. I wrote an article <clears throat> on Monday about here's all my outstanding, um, you know, predictions and let's, let's break where, down where they stand. And um, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun ride and yeah, lock into blue and gold.com um, obviously for the next year for a buck, but uh, even more specifically this next month is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yep. All right. So I'll I'll close out before you sign off, make sure you hit that thumbs up, subscribe. Um, And again, if you're listening via podcast back, throw us a a rating and a comment. Um, Other than that, we will be back next week, hopefully with some recruiting news from over this weekend and anything else that pops up. So have a good weekend. Bye.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?